on another exciting episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast. Emotions are all over the place as the battle continues. We're talking Demon Slayer Season 3, Episode 6, Aren't You Going to Become a Hashira? Right after these ads, we have no control over. It's animation, deliberation, conversation, and a celebration of a favorite action animated series. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action animation and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. I'm your host, Zuhara Lee, and as you can tell, I am still not sick of that theme song. Three Three theme songs in a row that have been absolute bangers. I love them. They live rent-free in my head. They stay and repeat on my phone. How are you guys doing this week? As you can see, I'm here by myself today. So this could either be a really short episode, or it could be just a frenzy of random things coming out of my mouth because there's nobody to temper me today. Talking about Demon Slayer Season 3, Episode 6, a lot of my concerns that I addressed last week was regarding the tempo and the pacing where I felt like they were switching between way too many stories, and I didn't feel like we got enough of each one. But that final move that Tanjiro had towards the end of it kind of validated all of that. And, of course, I left it with a cliffhanger, because why wouldn't they? But I felt like this episode really focused in on one story. It focused in on one section. We got to peek a little bit over what the Miss Tanjiro was doing, Miss Muichiro. I'm still learning the names. And obviously he's still stuck. He cannot get out of his water vase. But we got to focus heavily on Genya, Tanjiro, and Nezuko. And the four, now five, emotions that they are dealing with. So let's just get straight to the synopsis. And I will blabber on. So season three, episode five. Oh, season three, episode six. Aren't you going to become a Hashira? I did not update my notes. Tanjiro quickly realizes Genya still has his human conscience and instructs him to find a fifth demon. After the four emotions fail to disintegrate despite decapitation, he rescues Nezuko from the rubble and instructs her to protect Genya. But the demons fully regenerate, forcing Tanjiro to stay behind and guide Genya through the forest with the sense of smell. Genya eventually finds the now tiny Hantengu, but his body proves even more durable than his clones. Sekido then appears from behind him. Realizing he will die, Genya remembers his childhood. His family was constantly abused by their father, who was eventually killed from being despised. One night, Sanami went to look for their mother, having promised alongside Genya that they would protect their family. However, a demon attacked and killed all five of Genya's younger siblings and scarring them. After running to get help, he found that Sanami had killed their mother, unaware that she was the demon that killed their siblings, and branded him a murderer in his grief. He cries, believing that he will die without apologizing to Sanami, but Tanjiro saves him by attacking Sekido. After Genya shields Tanjiro from Aisetsu's blood demon art, Tanjiro goes after Hantengu himself, intent on beheading him. So for the sake of keeping things together, we can focus on this backstory first that we saw from Genya's perspective and it's incredible how much Tanjiro has been trying to connect with Genya but now we're actually seeing that there is so many similarities between them like they were just going about their day they were going about their lives they had their difficulties they were raised in poor families and they had multiple siblings that they all had to watch die that they had to watch their mother die 
Um, father obviously wasn't too big of a part of a picture in both of these times of their lives because they had died before all this happened. Uh, but it was just really sad to see. Like we've seen all of this with Tanjiro, but then having to see this again through Genya's perspective and just how brutal and sad it was. Like at one point you were wondering if scars are just like genetics with their family and why the two brothers have it. But then we actually get to see like the birth of those scars and we understand Sanami's hatred of demons to the extent that he has a lot more clearly now. And I like that we have this through Genya's perspective because the next time that Sanami pops up, like we'll know what his background is. Like obviously every one of these Hashira don't like demons because you know, they, that's their job. Like there's all these problems are happening because of demons. It's an infestation is a problem. It's, threatening human life so having his background is really important now i kind of like understand him a little better and why he was abusing nezuko the way that he was but let's see if this tanjiro magic is something that could like get him to see now focusing on present day genya it's very interesting that when he was having his internal monologue he was talking about how he couldn't do the breathing arts and how his brother was telling him to quit. It reminded me a little bit of Noelle from Black Clover and how her brother was trying to get her to stop. But we found out that it was out of protection and not out of thinking that she was useless. So now I'm wondering the same thing here. Like it, I, I, I find it difficult to believe that Sanami actually been taking what Genya said to heart all this time. Like, I don't think he actually thinks that Genya hates him for being a murderer and all that. But because he lost his other siblings, I feel like he's still being protective. He's still trying to look over his family and he's trying to do that for Genya as well. So he's like talking him out of being a demon slayer, even if it means like being a bully. So interested to see like where that progresses and him saying that he doesn't have breathing techniques, that clears up a little bit of why he has the shotgun and dagger, which I still think is a really cool look and how he does that. But now I'm wondering, because of, like, they didn't give us any answers as to how he's a demon. Like, Tanjiro just seemed to realize that he was still aware and kind of went with it. So it's like, I'm okay with not having answers because that, because, again, the pacing and the tempo of this episode was so good. But now I'm speculating on if he's like the 1010 of the group where, sorry, another Naruto reference, where he's very handy and he has his tools and utilities. Like, did he find a medicine or a potion or like some sort of edible that makes him a demon for a temporary amount of time? Because he doesn't seem to have bloodlust. He has the regenerative capabilities. We've seen him in the daytime before. Maybe he actually just has something that gives him these powers for a certain amount of time. I can't remember the exact dialogue, but there was one point where... I don't know. He did, he said something along the lines that made it seem like he had a time limit. So I'm, I'm very intrigued to see where that goes. The action in this episode, as always, was awesome. I guess that's a good transition to Tanjiro because... One of the things that I was thinking about when we saw his final move from the last episode, the the dragon looking move, 
is that when he was fighting Gyotaro, he recognized that he was able to combine his moves to conserve his energy because he uses the water breathing a lot because that was the first thing he learned. But the Hinokami Kagura really drains him. So I think that these moves that he's doing is actually him understanding that and being able to use a combination of the two to be fluid and still conserve the energy. And I was curious, I feel like I could go two different ways with this in that the dragon is more pink, like the fire is more pink. Now it could either be because he's mixing the two styles or because it has Nezuko's blood with it as well. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's one. Maybe it's the other. Because we saw Hinokami Kagura when the demon first popped up where they were staying. And it was just the usual flame colors. But ever since he started mixing these styles together, I believe... See? It could really go both ways. This is why I need people to talk to. Really weird talking to myself about this. Um, welcome to my brain, people. So yeah, it could go either way. It could just be because Nezuko's blood is infused with that. And I love how much of a savage that Nezuko is, but just how like she's been able to have this transformation process, but still not go psycho like she was against Dobby. Because even when Tanjiro rescued her from the rubble, like the first thing that she did was going for a hug. So that love and compassion for her brother is just a really beautiful thing. So the fact that she's able to evolve and step up and grow just like we're watching Tanjiro grow is really cool, even though we don't get to hear her express that. We get a lot of dialogue from Tanjiro. So great action overall. Every time she gets stabbed, I always like cringe for her, but it's great the way that she uses her fire. Uh, seeing the the anger demon just kind of freak out, like watching everybody actually get their butts kicked. I love how much Tanjiro is actually able to hold up a fight because Giotaro had to be drugged up for him to be able to deal with him. He struggled with Dobby a lot. It was always a team effort. But the fact that he's actually able to hop between these demons and fight them efficiently is really, really impressive and really cool to see. Genya mentioned, it's like, this is why you're not a Hashira. Like, I'm going to kill one of these guys first. And it's like, oh, I guess Tanjiro is at that level. He is developing that speed and efficiency and power and technique that it really wouldn't take much for him to have that rank. Rengoku seems to think he's ready. Uh, Uzui seems to think he's ready. So the fact that we're still passing these comments and the fact that he's going toe-to-toe is is really cool. And we remember like how young these Hashira are. So it's not crazy to say that if Tanjiro's like 18, 19 at this point, like he's actually reaching the age to be able to work with these people as well. I am curious to see what the love Hashira is up to. Like we mentioned the opener every time and there's like these wooden dragons that she's fighting. So I'm curious if that's coming from the jar demon or if it's coming from the fear demon, if he's going to get bigger. I love that he's super tiny. Like whenever he's running away, it's a sound designer. That was so perfect. It was cracking me up. The humor was so beautifully balanced in this. Uh, every time, <laughs> excuse me, when when Genya was going, he was instructing ne- Nezuko to work with him, and she had little dotty eyes. The dotty eyes always get me, but when she's like in this big like warrior form and everything too, it's just 
all the more funny. So well-balanced humor, because again, like when this episode ended with Genya being a demon, like obviously we're worried, like what's going to happen? Has he always been this way? Did he just become this way? Is it effective one of the demons that's there right now? Um, we still don't have answers, but the way that they just kind of like simmered that right at the beginning and then got right back to it was really, really cool. All right, looking at these notes again. Da, 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 da. I don't think I have too much to add to that. I'm sure once I hit the stop button, I'll be like, dang it, I could have talked about X, Y, and Z a little more. But we always love to hear from you guys, so feel free to send back any feedback at animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, Animation Deliberation, whether it's DMing us or hitting the comments. We love to hear from you guys. We love to talk to you guys. Be sure to add a five-star review because it really helps our numbers. It gets new listeners in and it makes us happy. It makes it makes us know that you guys like us. So please do all of the things because um, we like chatting with you guys. We're going to have a lot of stuff coming up. We got Spider-Verse hitting theaters at the beginning of June. Very excited to talk about that. Uh, There's a couple of the projects here and there related to The Flash and Little Mermaid that we're going to do our best to make the time for. If there's anything that you feel like we should be watching, let us know. We will do everything in our power to try to watch and accommodate because, yeah, we just like animated stuff. That's why this podcast is here. In regards to plugs, I definitely know that Jay Scotty is on Multiverse News, also on PandaVision, so please check those out. And yeah, I think that's it for today. You guys are awesome. Thanks for hopping in and listening to my rambling for about 15 minutes. I will talk to you guys again soon. So tune in next time. This is T-O-O-N-I-N. And as always, stay whelmed. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed.